In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our text is taken from Psalm 19, verse 1. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the skies proclaim his handiwork. The ancients had no iPods, iPhones, or iPads to distract them. So when they had to stand guard all night tending sheep, they would contemplate the sky. Most nights they saw the stars, about 10,000 of them which are visible to the naked eye, and wondered what it all meant. Some recognized patterns and saw pictures in the stars. People still do today by connecting certain stars to recognize constellations, the most popular of which make up the zodiac, which many people still today believe controls or influences their lives. The ancient Hebrews identified the stars with God's messengers or angels. The stars were called the hosts of heaven or armies of the sky several times in the Bible. Imagine the wonder of the shepherds outside Bethlehem when these stars came alive and one announced the birth of the Savior, which is the promised Christ, the Lord. Luke tells us that there appeared a multitude of the heavenly host, many armies of angels praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth, goodwill towards men. These Jewish shepherds must have immediately thought of Psalm 19. The heavens are telling the glory of God. And the sky above proclaims his handiwork. The glory or praise of God is the Savior born in Bethlehem. The handiwork proclaimed is the incarnation of the Son of God, that God has come to dwell with men, that God wills to share our life, that we might share His life. Luke tells us that after they beheld the Christ in His cradle, they returned praising God for what they had seen, and they told others what they had seen concerning this child. Did a church form then? Did others come to know that God's Christ had come to save them from death and for an everlasting life of fellowship with God? Sadly not. For the message became mixed up with rumors and other tales. Many did not believe the shepherds, but retold the story only to make fun or to entertain. Others opposed the story Herod, you will recall, took the story very seriously, seriously enough to have the infants of Bethlehem slaughtered. The appearance of the supreme good arouses the evil latent in every man. And this is certainly true today. The Christmas holiday revives the story of the shepherd's experience, and many retell the story not as gospel truth, but rather as fairy tale, an heirloom, a childhood memory, outgrown but beloved, placed right there beside Santa Claus, whose gifts, more concrete and merchandisable, are all the more sought after in our secular age. The witness of the shepherds is lost today, as it was back then in the cacophony of other messages that flood our airways, only those to whom it is revealed 
Or perhaps I should say only those who tune in may pick up on God's message. Such were the magi or wise men that Matthew speaks of. These were men who studied the stars professionally, as it were, who noticed what others had not noticed. They had seen his star in the east. Now this was news to Herod in his court. Ordered to produce an answer to the Magi's question, the scribes came up with the Micah prophecy, which spoke of Bethlehem producing another David. We hear of no posse of rabbis checking out the story, so apparently these experts did not believe their own report. And the countervailing message of Herod's jealousy made a stronger impression on them. The Magi did believe, however, and were blessed to see the Christ child. They were blessed to tender their gifts and receive divine guidance to get out of there before getting enmeshed in Herod's political machinations. There was another class of intellectuals who also were prepared to receive the good news of God's beloved son. Philo and other Greek philosophers had thought deep and hard about the logos, the word from whence we get the word logic, which represented the inner structure of the universe, including not just the material world, but the non-material world, which is more real, the law of mathematics, the imperatives of good and evil, the existential realities of life and death. These are all wrapped up in the structure of the universe called the logos or word, or laws that govern all realities. These thinkers recognized a divine element, a divine planning of the world, and like all of us, to one degree or another, they wished to come to terms with this ultimate reality. From them, St. John derived the vocabulary, and to them, St. John proclaimed the good news that the Logos the Word became flesh and dwelt among us for a time. The heavens proclaim the glory of God. They exhibit God's mind, His power, His logos, His logic. So much so that St. Paul could write to the Romans, their line has gone out to all the world. Another quotation from Psalm 19 the universe, the creation, the stars, the heaven, continually proclaim the wonders of God to all who will receive. And the wonder of all wonders is His gracious visitation to be among us in the person of the Christ. You may be aware that when you look at the stars, you are looking into the past. It has taken years, we speak of light years, for the light of the stars to reach us here on the earth. That means that God planned years ahead of time for the sight that you will see on the next cloudless night. If the star that guided the wise men was truly a star, as opposed to a comet or something closer at hand, then God laid the plans to guide the wise men countless years beforehand and he has the same concern for each of you he has laid his plans for you from the beginning of time 
God knew that you would be here tonight. To some of you, he seems so far away, but he has planned to speak to you tonight about this gospel, this Christmas message. That you might connect the dots and see the constellation of love in your life. That you might realize that God is concerned not just with the faraway stars, but with you here and now. That you might realize that not only then to shepherds, but now to Americans, we might begin to realize the glory of God witnessed by the heavens proclaimed by the stars, affirmed by the logic of the cosmos. So join the stars and the angels in affirming God's glory, the glory exhibited in the wonders of the universe, the glory exhibited in the workings of your body and soul, the glory that is in the fellowship and heritage of his people, the church, and the glory of the word made flesh, full of grace and truth. Amen. Amen. And may the glory of God light up your Christmas and your life. Amen. Amen.